0: This episode is brought to you by Mesa Workflow Automation. Mesa is the only automation platform that enables Shopify and Shopify Plus merchants to create workflows that automatically carry out repetitive tasks and allow merchants focus on their business.
1: What has been converting the most is definitely user-generated content. I think people just engage with it more. It seems more interesting and especially keeping everything very native to the feed. 15 seconds is definitely kind of the longest I'd like to go on most creatives. But I mean, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm making creatives now anywhere from 6 to 10 seconds. You have to do your research. You have to know what works mm. for each platform, but then you can take the learnings from TikTok and kind of translate it down to, to everything else.
0: So on today's episode of the 2 xe E-Commerce Podcast Show, you're going to learn about the anatomy of creatives that drive maximal clicks on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Snapchat. It's a great episode you don't want to miss, so please do stay tuned. Hey, 2Xers, welcome to the 2X E-Commerce Podcast Show. I'm your host, Kunle Campbell. Now, on today's episode, we're going to be talking performance marketing, more on the creative side. Um, The the interview you are about to listen to is an interview I had with Lauren Swartz. She is the founder of Loft 365, based out in California. And what they do exclusively is creatives that drive clicks and ultimately, you know, lead to to conversions. Now, on this podcast, we talk about creatives on, particularly for the direct-to-consumer e-commerce space on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and Pinterest. Um, She has... Massive experience with top brands, you know, such as Love Wellness, APL, ColourPop, Our Place, and Leaf. Leaf Shave, I think, is is one. She talks about many other, you know, um, brands that she's worked with on 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 this episode. Now, why should you listen to this episode? Um, if you are stuck and rot in the creative side, you need a bit of inspiration. You need to understand what drives a hook. And what comes after Hook, the actual anatomy of creatives that lead on to um, actual clicks, you know, higher click-through rates, then you want to listen to to this episode. I'm actually going to bring her on to um, our masterclass session, which are pretty much a series of webinars to really dissect, you know, some of the principles we talked about on this podcast, um, just because she knows her stuff. We, we talk a ton, you know, essentially about creatives. Now, if you haven't already, um, or this is the first time you're listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube, remember to hit the subscribe, you know, button, um, wherever you are subscribed to this podcast, leave us a review on Apple iTunes. Um, if you have access to that and, um, just smash the like button on YouTube. If you're, you know, watching this on YouTube, this if you know, this, this is a, a value packed episode. So, um, yeah, I'm going to keep this intro short. Um, enjoy the episode, and I will catch you on the other side. Cheers. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklyn, Inn, None and Choppies build your contact list, send emails that pop and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That dot K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. ShipBob is the global fulfillment leader for e-commerce brands like Like you. They've actually just launched their first UK fulfillment center, which is quite close to me here in London. London. This gives ShipBob's clients access to e-commerce markets in the US, Canada, Canada, and now Europe. Europe. ShipBob offers direct integration to merchants running on Shopify, Wix, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, Amazon, eBay, and Walmart. This quote from their site, from Courtney Lee, the founder of Primo Coffee, really stood out for me. She said, I felt like I couldn't grow until I moved to ShipBob. And my CPA accountant even said to me, thank God you switched to ShipBob. I mean, who gets compliments from their accountant? Fulfillment is incredibly time-intensive, so hand it over to the best of the best for fast and affordable shipping. To get $500 in free shipping credits today, head over to shipbob.com forward slash 2x. That is S-H-I-P-B-O-B dot com forward slash 2x. Welcome, welcome to the 2X E-Commerce Podcast. Here, and this is a podcast dedicated to rapid growth and online retail. I'm Kunne, your host, and um, pretty much if you're looking to rapidly grow your direct-to-consumer e-commerce business, this is the right podcast to tune into. And the reason why is that um I pretty much try and get um a founder of an e-commerce business on this show or a a SaaS, you know, um, a rep from a SaaS e-commerce business or, you know, a, a an expert to just share their knowledge to helping you sell more directly to your customers. And um, their remit is very, very simple. Um, can they help you grow metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately sales? And if they can, um, you know, I just bring them on to, to share their knowledge so you can take it with your team um, to test, you know, as a hypothesis and, you know, come back to me with the result in, you know, month two or even three within the quarter at the very least. Um, so um, just welcome to the podcast. Um, and yeah, speaking of which, we haven't had, um, you know, performance. You know, we haven't done, I think the last time we had someone from performance marketing was um, like a good quarter ago um, and that was to talk about um, you know the the whole iOS um, fiasco with Facebook and we'll we'll, we'll touch you know based on on that in a few months time but today we're talking creatives um, how to to get how to produce the most not just engaging but best converting creatives for Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok and Pinterest and I have none other than Lawrence Watts. She is, um, just incredible because this is what she does. She, she's not like a full service, you know, type, you know, agency. All she does is she studied what makes ads work through an agency called the Loft 325. And she, she just studied it in, in terms of like what makes ads work, ads work. She's, she experiments, she creates ads essentially for top D2C brands, like consumer incomes commerce brands, as well as um, you know, media buyers across the span. Now, just looking at some of the branches worked with, Love Wellness, APL, ColourPop, um, Our Place, um, Leaf Shave, and um, there's one I saw on her website which is called Pill. Um, and I think I have... I've almost purchased from Pill, but one thing I know about the Pill ads was um, I found them hugely engaging and compelling on Facebook. I actually, you know, firsthand saw those ads. Um, She works or lives in California. She's a thought leader in the creative, you know, profitable, just in the creative space in terms of creative strategies. And um, I'm absolutely thrilled to, to have her on the show. Welcome, Lauren.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I probably haven't done done you sufficient justice, but could you take a a minute to quickly introduce yourself and, um, you know, what you do at um, at your agency, the Loft 325?
1: Yeah. So we are a creative agency, a small creative agency working with, uh, you know, some pretty large clients. Like you said, peel is one of them leaf shave. And for them, we really focus on their creative strategy and their creative ad design. So we work in all platforms from Facebook to Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, um, really Diving into what works for them, and really doing a lot of creative testing to really help them elevate their brand and um, elevate their, you know, their ad design. So heavily focused in in that for um, our company.
0: Super super interesting, and I guess let's start out with what sorts of creatives working right now. In, in e-commerce, um, are we talking high production, um, you know, or are we talking user ge- UGC, which is your generator content, or just somewhere in between a, a, a fine blend of, you know, both formats? What, what What's really working?
1: Yeah, so for us, the biggest thing that we've been seeing working is definitely user-generated content. Um, I do think that having a blend of both is is still really good to have because it's always good to have you know those high production shoots to kind of sprinkle into your account. But what has been converting the most is definitely user-generated content. I think people just engage with it more. It seems more interesting and especially keeping everything very native to the feed and native to, you know, the platform just works really well. And I think just people understand it and it looks like it's just another person kind of talking to them. And I think that's why it does so well.
0: Uh, That's interesting. So what when you say native it sounds like a lot of work because um facebook is different to instagram instagram is different to pinterest um tiktok and snapchat so and this is going to be a really big question but <laughs> what how to how does um how 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 does native content differ across these major platforms um and I think that they're all in the mix, depending on what you're selling um, and, and how would you approach it. You know, from an e-commerce team, it seems very daunting from you know from a production standpoint.
1: Yeah, I mean, it can be. <laughs> um, you know, it definitely. You know, you're right. Every platform is so different, and you definitely have to sell to each platform. And so, a lot of times. You know, what we do as a creative studio is we kind of like to do kind of these batch creatives. So, taking, you know, we already know what kind of works on Facebook and Instagram, but really kind of diving into all the other platforms, Pinterest, Snapchat, and TikTok, it is very, very different. And so, a lot of times we have to kind of take a step back, really kind of see what the trends are on each platform, and then kind of do, like I said, this batch creative where we we create a ton of content and then really kind of just sprinkle it out to kind of see, to see what works for each one. But it definitely can be daunting sometimes because Mm -hmm. again, like you said, like very native to each platform is very, very different. So it definitely takes a lot of time to kind of see what's working, um, to really kind of see what will work for each, um, client that I have.
0: Yeah, and what what about orientation? Um, so what do you shoot with nine nine by sixteen, four by five? Um, how, how do you sort of make adjustments? What's the safest aspect ratio to, you know, to 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 kind of shoot, especially if you most likely will cross plat, you know, um, use piece of content, you know, on on a Facebook and Instagram, for instance.
1: Yeah, definitely 9 by 16 So always shooting vertically is much easier than shooting in square um, because a lot of times, you know, obviously shooting in square, you only have a square <laughs> to work with. And exactly. so shooting in the vertical space is definitely a lot easier because then you can crop how you need to crop.
0: That makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. Wait, so um, UGC, that's what you guys do – um could you define it to 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 users cuz um there is UGC from reviews mm-hmm. where you sort of incentivize you know um customers to leave you know a review for a potential discount in the future or even for in exchange for, for a discount or some you know some incentive and then there's UGC from the perspective of making it appear very authentic but still, getting a professional on board to create that piece of content. Um, what UGC are we talking about?
1: I mean, it's it's kind of a little bit of both. Um, it you know, when I work with a lot of our content creators, they are already you know pretty well versed in the UGC space, and so they already know kind of what works. But for us specifically, especially with you know a direct to consumer. Um, agency, you know, we really have to focus on obviously the product and what we're selling. Mm -hmm. So for us with UGC, it is a lot of reviews and testimonials. It is a lot of how to's, um, and, you know, really kind of doing unboxing experiences, um, you know, Mm -hmm. really kind of leaning into all of the aspects. So we try to work with them, you know, give them, a list or an outline of kind of what we need from them to shoot. Mm -hmm. And then they will go, go out and kind of do their thing and shoot the content that we need kind Mm -hmm. of hitting the key things that we need in order to, to use it in ad creatives.
0: Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. And um, I guess this, this other question has got to do with like mapping the messaging um, from how would you go about mapping the, the the messaging from a top of funnel and a mid mid slash bottom funnel perspective? Um, by that I mean, um, you know, do you sort of like an architect would do, lay out a plan and say, okay, these are the messages I want to communicate to people who don't even know about our brand, and okay. these are another set of messages. I think we should communicate um, in in this manner to, you know, people who know about our brand or people who haven't been to our website. Um, Is there any sort of um, communication architecture going or planning, um, you know, going in the background before you even, um, you know, give the the, the creators, you know, um, a, a remit, their remit?
1: Yeah, so for us, you know, it is kind of laying everything out in an evergreen kind of way where we have content that we can use across all so prospecting and remarketing. And then we also have the content that we need to really focus in on explaining what the brand is, explaining what the product is, um and just being very clear in that way. And then we have more kind of like the founder story, those type of things. So we do have to kind of lay everything out to make sure that we're hitting all aspects, so that when we do get the creatives back, we can kind of filter them in the way that we need to when we're working on um, the pieces of
0: content. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um, I think planning is so so important. And um, another thing I found out, uh, well, I realized is. it's so important to have, you know, people like you that are, you know, creatives. Um, so, so more right brain, you know, type, is it right or left? A... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's right. Um, and then left, you know, left brain, very analytical people who are structuring out the campaigns and, you know, doing all the, the, the more programmatic, you know, media buying um, cause, I, you know, it's human to human at the end of the day. And, um, you know, that planning is so, so important. Yeah. Um, and another question I, I had, um, was in regards to, or I have is in regards to, in terms of like the just duration and timing. Um, so we're living in a very fast paced world. Um, I've been hanging out on, on, um, on TikTok quite often. Um, just studying the platform essentially. And, And I'm realizing, that to, to actually even make it on, on TikTok as a creator, you need to speak really fast. You have to be mm-hmm. able to, you know, pace up and, um, they're able to condense a ton of information. It's, it, it's like YouTube on, <laughs> on fast <Yeah>. forward. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so how, how is that playing out across the board? It just seems like the, like creatives have, uh, well, well, th- th- what's happening on TikTok is dictating down you know, yep. on on other platforms. Are, are you seeing that? And yeah. uh, is any brand taking advantage of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, we are we're living in such a fast-paced world. I mean, I do believe that on each platform, the timing is very different. But fifteen seconds is definitely kind of the longest I like to go on most creatives. But I mean, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm making creatives now anywhere from six to 10 seconds. So even shorter than 15 seconds and having to get as much information in there as I can. um, And just making things very quick and fast, because at this point, I feel like more people, because they are just scrolling so quickly, you have to catch them right away. And it is, it is, you know, I am taking a lot of inspiration from TikTok influencers because they're doing it right. I mean, they, that platform is so engaging and you hmm. just, you go down these rabbit holes sometimes yeah. and yeah. I think they're just, they're doing it right. And so taking a lot of inspiration from them to translate it into the other platforms, I think is actually a really good way to kind of look at creatives now.
0: Yeah. And and I also think there's like an arbitrage opportunity. Um, by using TikTok creators, um, you know, for 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 your Facebook media buying or your your Instagram, and just you know, as you said, giving them that um, remedy. Are you are you finding that at the moment? Um, so yes. Your, your, your.
1: Yeah, we're definitely using TikTok creators for sure, um, especially with user generated content, because, like I said, they they just understand how to tell a story so quickly and they're just really good at engaging you right away so we are definitely taking a ton of tiktok trends and adding that into all the other platforms but still it's kind of interesting because we're taking the trends from tiktok but having to make them native to each platform is definitely, you know, like you have to do your research. You have to know what works mm-hmm. for each platform. But then you can take the learnings from TikTok and kind of translate it down to to everything else.
0: Right, Ryan. Right. It goes back to that strategy. So mm-hmm. the the TikTok people have the skill. You just need to guide them on, on how to, you know, build something out for Instagram Stories or Snapchat or, or Facebook <laughs> feed. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's, that's that's super interesting. Um, where what does the if you're to dissect? You, you just talked about you know <laughs> running videos six to you know eleven seconds. So so what does the first three seconds look like? How do you get that stop scroll effect? That so there's so many gimmicks out there. There's so everybody's trying. You know everybody's trying to get people to stop while they're scrolling. Um what were you seeing working any nuggets for for listeners of or the two executives podcast
1: yeah i mean it's really funny because again taking a lot of the tiktok trends that are going you know that are out there um really kind of you know there's a lot of those trends right now where it's you don't see anything and then all of a sudden you see a hand kind of pop up um, out mm-hmm. of nowhere, <laughs> um, using a lot of those, and really just trying to show that product within the first three seconds is mm-hmm. is huge for us because again, you only have you know six to ten seconds to grab someone's attention, so you need to get that whatever you're trying to sell within the first three, um, or even you know sooner, like a one second you know mm-hmm. um, scroll through, and you know. The biggest thing that I've actually been doing is asking a lot of questions or kind of having those like, you know, kind of punchy headlines of this product changed my life, or this is the skincare that's, you know, um, a social media sensation, stuff like that. Like people mm-hmm. will, you know, kind of want to be intrigued a little bit. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times just kind of pulling out those questions or kind of making them kind of ask the question to themselves like oh why is this you know the best skincare or whatever it's just really trying to get that in the user's face as quickly as possible to get them engaged to want to
0: you know learn more and and leave a comment i guess you know um, without social proof let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the Two X e Commerce Podcast for a full month trial. Have you noticed that no matter how amazing a product might be, you can always tell when it's been sold on Shopify? so many merchants use the same themes, layouts, and photography, making it easy to spot a Shopify store from a mile away. If you're going to build a fast-growing brand, then that should include using your website to continue that storytelling and give customers an experience that stands out. That's why Famous exists. Famous enables brands on Shopify to easily build beautiful landing pages and product pages that include custom video animation and more all pages built on famous are optimized for storytelling and selling on desktop and mobile you can try it for free at fam4us.co forward slash 2x that is famous.co forward slash 2x attention e-commerce teams running shopify Mesa is the easy way to integrate any Shopify store with any e-commerce app or service. Mesa is the only automation platform designed exclusively for Shopify and Shopify merchants. By creating workflows that carry out repetitive tasks automatically, merchants can focus on their business and create new customer experiences at scale. Mesa has a no-code Workflow Builder for any action your customers take, such as a new order or product return. Leverage Mesas' built-in features to extend your connected apps. Set up email notifications, receive forms, schedule tasks, delay workflows, or even work with files to sync data with your back office systems. Developers love Mesa too, since they can lift the hood on any automation to customize them for total control. Even if you're unsure where to start. Mesa's library of workflow templates help you get set up quickly with popular tasks common to growing businesses. For free over the next 14 days, either head over to getmesa.com, that is G-E-T-M-E-S-A dot com, or search for Mesa in the Shopify app store. Their team of automation experts will support you on your journey 24-7. right um personally so so i, I buy I, I so i buy ads you know, but not full time but personally, I have found that um finding ads that um sell fashion as in'm getting that formula till today let let me confess I still haven't found the formula for ad creatives that sell like trendy fashion, like, you know, it could be shirts, suits, um, females, like dresses. Oh I I actually, I I I've I've done it before, but um I found I found it I think yeah, I found it cha- more challenging. Let me put it that way, because I've <laughs> seen a bit of success with, with female fashion. But I found it more challenging um Putting ads together for um, for fashion, as compared to very functional, mm-hmm. like this, like a, you know, something that that just solves a problem, you know, a shaver or um, you know um, a remote control, you know, something that's really functional versus mm-hmm. something that's subjective. You know, I, I wouldn't know if you'd like that floral dress. You know, I have to test right. and test and test, and so. What was happening, at least with the with the success that that you know I saw with, with fashion, you know e-commerce was lots of carousels. So with, with the carousels, we were sort of um, increasing our chances by giving you know ten options to in in one horizontal space. You know, in one space, you know, people could just um, swipe and swipe and swipe till they you know love what they, they they liked. And you probably also want to change the settings in the carousel to to make sure that. Um, Facebook sort of chooses, pre-selects, mm-hmm. you know, what CAD will work rather than you putting it there because, you know, you don't really know. Um, am I, like, wrong? What, what what's, your, what's your experience, you know, um, in, in the trenches from um, – or do you have any advice, rather, for um, fashion in terms of creating, you know, um, just effective ads for, for fashion?
1: Yeah. So I, I work with a company called feet clothing and they sell, um, hoodies and just more like kind of lounge wear. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, that was kind of a big, a big thing for us. It was really hard to kind of figure out, you know, what works. Cause it's, you know, fashion is so subjective and it's either you like it or you don't. Um, and so a lot of the, you know, the big things for us were, yes, obviously doing, you know, the carousels, those really worked, but it was kind of more building on how these pieces can integrate into your current wardrobe. So not only can you have this carousel, but you can layer it onto, you know, your favorite pair of denim, or you can layer it onto leggings or whatever. Um, just really sort of building out the outfit And really making it very clear as to how you can kind of add on to this, these styles. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of actually the high end fashion brands too like Gucci, Fendi, wow. um, you know, they're they're taking a lot of those TikTok style trends right now too and actually mm. kind of adding them into their ad creatives. So, doing a lot of the snapping and changing the outfits or um, you know, that kind of effect.
0: the, the jump, yeah. Jumping, I mean, and, uh...
1: exactly. Like they're I mean, even high-end fashion brands are taking the TikTok trends. I think the mm. biggest thing is just again Capturing people's attention and getting them to you know want to to purchase the clothing.
0: it yeah, circles back to TikTok
1: always. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, wow, wow! It's it, I I I don't know how it, it's amazing. I, I found I found it more entertaining that, than um Clubhouse. I, I don't know. I I tried Clubhouse yeah. for for a few weeks and then I just thought the uh, time song.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of got the same thing too. I got really excited and then I was like, nah, I'm over it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. Okay, um, so so I think we we've got to the consensus that, you know, UGC is it, um, and you, you really need to be um sympathetic to the platform. Um we have talked about Pinterest. Um Pinterest okay. Is Pinterest dead or, you know, when in alive or is it very specific to, to, to certain, um, you know, verticals?
1: Yeah. I definitely think, I don't think Pinterest is dead. I actually, you know, Pinterest actually does really well for a lot of my clients. And I think it depends on who, like what the product is. So a couple of the brands I work with, you know, skincare brands do really well on Pinterest. Um, I have another home brand that I work with that that's doing really well on Pinterest. Um, so I think it, it definitely depends on the vertical for sure, because I think you just, you have to know how to talk to Pinterest people. Like when you think about Pinterest, it's mostly, it's mostly women. Um, you know, they're looking for those kind of, You know, hacks or, you know, how I can, you know, get my skin looking amazing and, or how can I, you know, a DIY of how can I redo this room? And I think the biggest thing is just really talking to those people and making those ads very specific to those sorts of platforms and understanding Mm -hmm. who your audience is and how to talk to them. So I definitely, you know, a lot of the brands that I work with, the skincare brands, we do heavily, um, Promote on Pinterest, and mm. they are doing really well. And it's a lot of kind of those like five minute skincare routines, or mm. add this to your skincare routine, and I, those get really good traction because again, it's it's women scrolling through, looking at Pinterest, trying to get those kind of quick ideas, and then engaging with those ads to to get the product.
0: What formats work on on Pinterest um, ad formats?
1: Um. We definitely see a lot of stills working. Static creatives work really well, again, because it looks it looks like a pin that you can pin to your feed. And so I think statics do really well on Pinterest because again, it looks very native to the platform. Um, video is starting to trend better. Again, I think for skincare, it works really well because people want to see how they can add it into their routines. Mm. Um, So for skincare, I definitely think that video works better. But most of the things that we're testing on Pinterest are static images.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Um, Then on Facebook and Instagram, um, when should you, when must you use static creatives?
1: I actually think you can use them all the time. I mean, on Facebook and Instagram, I don't necessarily think that that static creatives are dead. I mean, I know a lot of people would rather use video because they think video is more engaging. But to be honest, I've seen a lot of wins with statics because when you really think about it, it looks very native to your feed. And you get the product within the first three seconds and it's clear what it is. So I, you know, sometimes I, you know, videos can be a little overwhelming because there's so much going on in them. Whereas Mm -hmm. a static image, if you have a great lifestyle photo, it does convert really well. So I would definitely say, don't, don't underestimate, underestimate your static um,
0: okay. photos. And, and with the static, the approach should, should it be, should it be professionally, you know, um, put together UGC? What, what's the approach?
1: I think, it, again, I think it can be both, um, mm-hmm. you know, great product photography is still a win. Um, you should always have it. I, I feel, and even, you know, those user generated content pieces where people shoot it, you know, in a in a in a lifestyle format, I think are also really great to have. So I think a mixture of both is always good.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so you know, when Google AdWords was like massively expanding, they quickly re- they they quickly realized that um, they they needed like a turnkey um, you know AdWord solution for like small businesses, where you know um, for mom and pop shops where they just put in, they fill in, you know, quick form essentially. And then Google just does the job in terms of like um, creating the ads for them mm-hmm. and distribution. Was, I think it's called AdWords Express and it's still, you know, a product. It's, it, it's like a black box for advertising and it's done tremendously well to, you know, onboard a ton of small businesses with, um, with, on, on AdWords because they, I think they give lots of like you know, coupons for free to get them started. Mm-hmm. Do you think that because I do? Do you think I don't want to be subjective with this with <laughs> this question? But do do, do you think um, Facebook, with the dominance or with the importance rather of um, creatives, Facebook might do something similar? Um, and yeah, do, do do you think we're, we're going to be, we're we're about to get into like a very creative, forecast um media buying world, especially in the small business you know space
1: yes i definitely think that creatives are going to be be big um i think that you know there's so much competition out there and especially for small businesses you know, they're having to compete with these really large budgets. And I think if you have a smaller business, really getting those winning creatives, I think are, are just going to help you. Um, but I, I definitely think that, that things are trending more towards the creative for sure, because people just really are starting to realize how important it is to have good creative, um, you know, in, in their, their marketing.
0: Yeah. There was an observation I made a few months ago and I put it out on our Facebook group. And, um, I, I don't, the, the, details are a bit fuzzy, but I'll give you a, just the, the general thesis of it. I, um, I realized that, um, fast paced videos were, um, very ideal for like top of funnel stuff. And, um, I re- I then, I, I then, um, like slow mo videos were really good for fashion. Like you know, um, maybe you're trying to sell a pair of iconic trousers, for instance, or loungewear, um, or mid-funnel stuff. Trying to you know give a specific feature. So fast, fast pace. You try and you know just bundle a lot of um you know um data, a lot of information through. People are engage you bring them in and then um at mid funnel you're slowing things down a little bit and you know given one feature a time per per ad um do you agree or, or not agree that was just um, a thesis
1: actually i do agree um i it's funny because you know i i think this this kind of Depending on who you talk to <laughs> for media buyers, sometimes, um, you know, sometimes they want to reverse it um mm. and have more, you know, brand and like slow-mo and features and all that at the beginning. I disagree and I think that you need to get people in quicker. And once you have them in your funnel, that's where you can really start to talk to them more about your product and really just engage them more. Um, I mean, really at the end of the day, you know, direct to consumer, you're selling a a product, you're selling a service. And so you want people to click on your piece of creative or your ad to get them into your funnel. And then that's where I definitely think you can talk to them more and really kind of slow things down and break everything down in a much more cohesive way so that they understand. So I agree.
0: So I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, finally, um, you know, click through rates. Um, I, I, I know you're, you're exclusively, you know, um, on the creative side, but um, do you have any tips? on um for for people to to improve well benchmarks first for create for for click-through rates if if you have any and then um you know just tips on improving click-through rates
1: yeah i mean again creative testing i think is always so big and if you're not creative testing then i you know i definitely feel like you should kind of rethink your strategy for for paid because The biggest thing that you want to do and and a big benchmark for me, especially for creative is the click through rate, because obviously I want people to click on the ad to go, you know, to click through. And if the click through rate is really low under a 1%, I definitely kind of reevaluate a little bit and just think like, okay, it's not getting the clicks. I want to, it's not getting the purchases that I want. Um, how can I rethink this ad creative? to engage people more quickly and get them interested to actually click through. So I heavily rely on click-through rate and um, really creative testing. The the te- creative testing strategy is, is very big in um, what we do.
0: Super, super, super. I, I know we haven't talked about this over our conversation, but um, would you – Use the same creative strategy, or are you? Are some of your clients using this? Um, using your assets, the assets you know your agency helps um you know create, um in their email and SMS um you know um campaigns for congruency.
1: Yes, on some of them they do. We do try to combine each. Um, but again, I feel like SMS and email are their own separate platform and own separate entity. And so email and SMS is definitely, again quick and but email is also slow too. So you mm. can definitely have more information. But we do utilize some areas of what we're testing in Facebook in SMS and email. Um, but again, that is a whole different strategy that you know we kind of work on um you know to fill those pieces as well I mean it's so funny, every piece of marketing is so different exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you just really have to kind of like you know hire those specific people that know how to to pivot for each one because <laughs> it's always exactly. changing
0: exactly it is and um you could use a single channel to scale you significantly and then um you know start to look at your options again
1: yeah
0: lauren um it's 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 been a pleasure i i love you know um speaking um you know performance um and i just love creative so um it, it's yeah this conversation was 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 great um so for those looking to um to well for those who want to find out more um, Laura's site is the loft. that's T-H-E-L-O-F-T, 325.com. Um, are you active on um, social media channels? W- where is the best um, to, to link up from the show notes to, 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 for people? Yeah, following? so
1: pretty much uh, Twitter is actually the biggest thing. I am, I am obviously on Instagram, but I'm more active on Twitter. Okay. Um, so it's loft325 on
0: Twitter. Awesome. We would um, give you a follow and um, we'll definitely link to you from from the show notes. It's been been an absolute pleasure.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much again for having me. This has been great.
0: Cheers.
2: Thanks for listening to this episode of 2x e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2x e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2x e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.